Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit for Amazon Sellers podcast. It's Kirsty and Isaac here from Real Coaching, and we're here to help you get some invaluable insights about how to succeed long-term on Amazon by creating a cash-generating business that puts money back into your pocket instead of flying out the window. And this week, we're delving into another topic that is very close to our hearts, which is profit and how to get more of it without spending any more money. And yes, it is possible. And we have another great guest today to help us as sellers find some of the hidden gold that we already have in our business, but just don't know it or don't know where to find it. Yeah, that's right. So in this episode, we're going to be speaking with Vladdy Gordon, who was an Amazon FBA business owner back in the day, you know, a few years ago. Um, you actually sold his business as well. And then he founded Sellerboard, which is a software analytics tool which helps Amazon sellers have accurate profit analytics at their fingertips in real time. And also, business management tools to help us increase our sales and profits, such as inventory management, which is a, a big thing right now, because obviously we've got back orders, supply chain issues, and also increasing sales. Refunds for lost inventory, which is always a big one as well. PPC optimization, where we know a lot of people lose a lot of money. Uh, listing changing alerts. So those things where basically, I don't know, somebody might jump on your listing and you've got no idea. And then a week later, you're like, why have I not got any sales? Also, email autoresponders as well to get more out of our customers. Basically, all those things that can either leak profit or make us profit, depending on how you use the data. So before we jump into all that cool stuff, in terms of what we actually want to know, we'd like to hear a little bit more about you, Vladdy, and how you actually you know, became, how did you get into this you know, crazy Amazon stuff? All right. So uh, hi, everybody. And thanks for having me, guys. Um, so, um, yeah, I started with Amazon. I think it was 2014. Um, and um, I, I was like I was working in uh, e-commerce um, like for the last 15 years, I guess. Um, I'm a, a software guy. So it was always uh, like a software business or as a, I was working as a programmer or uh, like a product manager in e-commerce. And um, yeah, um, one day I saw that, uh, I think it was actually uh, Ryan Moran, he was telling his story about um, a yoga mats and how he got rich uh, or like at least build a, um, a large business with yoga mats. And I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Um, I don't know if, if I'm like a yoga guy, probably no, but um, I mean, maybe I could try this in Germany because um, um, yeah, he was talking about selling in the US and uh, there was, I, I'm, I live in Germany. And there's Amazon in uh, Germany. So, um, yeah, I thought I can give it a try. I was uh, listening to podcasts and then um, eventually came up with my first product. Um, and it was, um, um, it was a virtually re virtual reality device. So um, Google released um, a, um, basically a plan how to build your own virtual reality uh, pair of glasses for your phone from cardboard. So anybody can cut cut them out and, and then fold them together and put your phone inside. And there are two little lenses. And then you look on your phone through these lenses and three, uh, see a 3D picture. So you need to launch a, a special app. And um, yeah, and I was trying this myself. I bought uh, one on um, AliExpress because uh, there were then a lot of guys producing these things. They were all, all the same, right? Because the design was basically open sourced by, by Google. And I think the idea was for, for Google to um make virtual reality popular and these were the times when oculus rift was um you know emerging and everybody was talking about virtual reality so yeah and i was trying this thing and then i thought okay this would actually be a cool uh, private label product so um i bought um 10 i think 10 um pieces on aliexpress and um registered on amazon uh as an fba seller um sent them to amazon and um, created a listing, you know, made pictures and everything, uh, and, um, and then I sold them out. So I didn't really do a launch or review gathering, nothing. Um, and I was the only FBA seller selling this, this thing. So then I thought, okay, probably I should order more. So I ordered 100 <laughs> and, <laughs> and they had no brand, nothing. So uh, no, like this, this was actually um, a totally easy win for any hijackers because everybody could sell this product using my listing, right? Because it was totally generic. And uh, 
So I sold 100, then I ordered 300, um, and um, and they came and they were all wet, because <laughs> like, this is a um, product from cardboard, right? And and I learned like if you produce them, manufacture them in China, you have um, a certain humidity level in the factory, and uh, when the product is uh, shipped, like the, the temperature is is lower in the, on the plane, right? It's like a cargo plane. <laughs> probably or, or something so the temperature is lower and if there's humidity in in your package then the product might get a little bit wet and probably never noticed something like this but these things were like from cardboard so um basically they were all broken because um the glue wasn't holding anymore and and uh, this was like a disaster and um yeah this is when i thought okay probably i need some some quality inspection or something like this in in, in china so, um, by the way, I, I ended up like getting half of that um, reimbursed by, by the supplier. So this was good, but um, it was just basically a conversation between the two of us. So there was no like um, legal uh, insurance or something like this. So, um, yeah, and then um, I kind of caught the wave because uh, I was the first FBA guy selling it. And with one review, I was already bestseller and um, and they were like everywhere in the media and um, there was only myself and a couple of guys from China with like a two week uh, shipping time, right? Uh, they were much cheaper, but like shipping two weeks, nobody wants to wait uh, two weeks or maybe somebody does, but it doesn't matter. It didn't really hurt myself. So I was, I was buying them like for $2.50 and selling in the best uh, times, like for $18 or something like this. And this is just a piece of cardboard. So this was, th this was amazing. <laughs> And then I um, created another variant and another color, another version, like kind of expanded on this product um, and um, I quit my job. Um, but fortunately, they wouldn't let me quit. Uh, this was a good, uh, a good thing. And um, I thought, OK, I kind of figured it out. So I need more products. Right. Um, I um, and I started to order like completely different products. Right. I thought, OK, um, I can make a brand for every kind of um, niche or something and um, I, the way I was looking for them was just analytical right so I look at sales at bestseller rank at a uh, number of reviews and um, yeah I launched I don't know maybe 15 different products and uh, some of them worked and some of them didn't but um, like after the the second one it became a little bit complicated to manage this because like the first problem I ran into was I don't know how much I'm selling because both of my like first two products were in the same niche. So um, I didn't even see how many items of which one I sold uh, today. Because in the Seller Central, it just tells you, you know, you sold like electronics and accessories, 20 items, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, basically, this is when I came up with the, with the idea with, uh, of, of our software. Um, yeah, and then fast forward, I guess, uh, two, two, three years, um, all my products kind of died uh, or most of them died except one brand um, and there I kind of focused on one niche I, I can't talk about this because I sold this um, this brand um, and um, yeah and this one kind of worked worked for me but um, what I learned is you know probably if you go after trends then um, you need to have a, a strategy in the background what you do when the trend is no longer a trend right mm -hmm. so um Right. And um, yeah, eventually, um, Sellerboard, um, we, we kind of developed it uh, with my partner for more or less for, for myself. And eventually we started showing it to other sellers and um, got some, some, some positive feedback. And um, I decided to switch to, to that because, um, yeah, I noticed it's like an FBA business is... Um, it's kind of hard. So at the beginning, I was like um, digging gold, and uh, and um, I was kind of happy. I thought, okay, why why am I actually a programmer all my life? You know, I can just sell um, cardboard glasses and <laughs> kind of make four times more, right? Uh, but um, yeah, the reality is, uh, like, if you want to do it consistently, at least that's my experience. Year over year, um, it becomes a business. It becomes like you have a lot of capital tied, and you need to be very strategic about your products which i wasn't you know so i had like 15 different suppliers with um 15 or you know, probably 45 different problems right so um uh, for for one product like they can't deliver the same color again for another product they have a bad quality for the third one like i don't know they they are late and um and another one they want 
5,000 pieces because the first time I kind of convinced them to send me a, a little uh, batch, like 500 pieces. The second, second time they say, okay, you, you promised you are a big, uh, a big seller. You know, why are you ordering such small quantities all the time, right? So yeah, and um, I noticed this is kind of a, a business, right? I was, uh, I was only managing it and I didn't, um, wasn't really good at uh, delegating, I guess. So um, I thought, okay, let's do the next thing, you know, let's do the software. And um, yeah, this is, this is kind of how it, how it went. But um, I, was, I was able to sell my brand. And uh, this were the times when I guess there were not too many uh, brokers out there. So um, I think now um, a lot of people are in, in the business of selling their brands or growing them big and selling them. So this wasn't a, an issue back yeah. then. It's almost like one of those. It's interesting, isn't it? Now that's the trend. Actually, that's that seems to be a, the big mm. trend in in this business model is get mm. in, have some, you know, get some good wins on the board, maybe like for two years, and then sell it. It's almost like the the strategy for a lot of people. So it's interesting that you kind of went through that early, as well as you know doing your own, you know, doing your own product. Um, we hear that a lot, and we we talked a bit about this when I was on your podcast around you know, branding and then being focused and you were like, oh yeah, maybe I should have done that. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool to hear your story though. And then the fact that you've actually, you know, developed Sellerboard out of this, which is, which is awesome. So you've learned a lot and you could see the problems where a lot of sellers would actually, would actually find out because without the right data, you're not able to actually track the business. You're not able to make core decisions and all that cool stuff. So that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And so, I think that the 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 very interesting thing is that you you found that there were a lot of mistakes you can make, and I think that's a huge learning lesson for any seller, right? Because everybody's afraid to make a mistake because then they feel like they're going to fail. Whereas, you know, in order to succeed, you have to make the mistakes to learn from them, or you have to work with somebody who already understands the mistake to help you avoid them. So, you know, from your experience, what did you see as some of like the profit killers from the Amazon business, and especially now that you have? An analytics company that you're running to help illustrate this to uh, sellers. How can you mm-hmm. how can you show them that? And what are what's your experience from both sides? Yeah. So um, you know, actually, when I was a seller, like at the beginning, when I was uh, selling those cardboards, it was like a cash cow. So you know, I I didn't really care too much about my profit margin um, up to to the cent. So I knew, you know, if you're buying for two fifty and selling for like eighteen you're going to make money, you know, <laughs> there's no way you're going to lose money. Uh, so, um, I mean, unless you, I just know, um, no, I was alone, right. That we didn't have really, um, huge expenses. So, um, yeah, but, but as it, like, as I started to add new products, I saw, I saw that it's not possible to, um, sell with that margin consistently. Right. So, um, and, and to scale, right. Cause you, it's hard to find like, 100 gems like this which which will work long term right so um i guess my first uh, learning was okay i need a way to to track my profits because when i at a certain point i had a feeling okay i'm not sure actually if i'm making money with this product right so um and, and how to track it basically you know how to how do i even know because because there's money coming in and going out of my bank account right i constantly keep you know reinvesting into inventory and amazon pays out to me but um, they already subtract the like ads and thousand fees and everything. So how do I even know if I'm making money? And the, the most common way I think that um, um, beginners or uh, like small sellers are doing it, they just look at the number in their uh, seller central number of items sold and uh, multiplied by their um, profit per unit, which, which they calculate um like when when they're sourcing right this is at least how i was doing it i knew okay if i buy for 250 i um you know added some money for shipping and for customs and so on so and then i left with like four dollars five dollars let's say uh, five euros in my case um margin okay so i multiply i sold 100 units multiplied by five so this is my profit like i, I had a feeling that's not, not not all probably i'm missing on something like um for example like storage key. I, I knew there was such a thing but where do i even see it in the um in the seller central. So yeah, I guess if you're doing it like this, um, really looking at your items sold multiplied by profit per unit, then, um, you know, it's a good, it's a good start, but, um, you need to do it more precisely because, um, if that's the only like a KPI, the chances are that you're, um, 
meeting wrong decisions, right? Uh, make, making wrong decisions. So like um, you might think you're profitable on a product, but uh, you might actually lose money and the other way around. And um, so this, I think this would, was, would be my first tip. You need to do it like in, in a pretty um, accurate way. So either, um, you know, talk to your accountant, they will at least tell you um, some numbers on the level of your business. Uh, they won't go, uh, usually they don't go down to every SKU and every color, right? But um, they can tell you whether you had a good month or no. Or, um, you know, do some Excel, download some reports from the Seller Central. Um, and, um, you know, you can download transaction reports, see every transaction there and, and get a feeling, you know, what are you paying to Amazon? What are the fees at least, right? And uh, maybe you'll see some that you've forgotten. So, um, yeah, make sure you have them in your calculation and you, you account for them when you're like calculating your lending cost. And like, of course, the easiest way is to use a software like, uh, like ours. Um, this kind of shows you the, um, the profit in, in real time, right? But um, also there still, you know, be aware, you know, what, um, what individual numbers mean and uh, what, what the fees um, are. Uh, and, um, you know, you need to basically factor them in at, at the product research um, stage already. Yeah, I think also it's a good point you make about tracking it um, consistently because it's a bit like listings as well, right? It's like when you start to, um, you pull up a listing, you get your product live, most people don't go back and actually redo their listing. They mm -hmm. just go, yeah, I did that job, mm -hmm. tick. And I think mm -hmm. it's the same even with product selection. Even if you've looked at FBA fees and you've looked at land cost and all this other stuff, the end of the day, your freight cost usually fluctuates. If you're mm -hmm. the... Um, uh, the exchange rate fluctuates. Mm. So depending on what currency you're actually buying your product in. Also things like FBA fees are always fluctuating. So mm. sometimes, and you don't know why, right? And so unless you go forensically into those reports, yep. you're like, why have I not got any money left in my bank account this month? So how, how would you help people kind of track those things and um, because i i get the point about working with your accountant mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. usually they mm -hmm. don't go to that level they'll just go to the like top level right mm -hmm. okay so um yeah obviously the easiest way is through through software but let me tell you a couple of um like things that you should um uh, pay attention at so uh for example uh, the fba fee yeah, this is like the most obvious one. Normally, this is the highest expense. If you like list all your fees, then FBA fee will be normally the, the, the largest. It's, um, okay, it depends on the product, I guess, and on, on the pricing. Um, by the way, I've never sold like expensive products. I'm just, I wasn't never good at that. And we're not now with <laughs> no software. But um, so if you're selling super expensive products, maybe your referral fee is higher, but uh, like uh, these two will be the highest. So um, FBA fee, you know, there's a um, column in the seller central um, under uh, inventory, manage inventory. That This is the view where you see all your products and uh, where you can also enter your, your prices. And there's a column there called um, fee preview and um, it shows you like a number. And um, we have like, we're getting asked a lot by customers, like, why are your numbers wrong? Um, they don't correspond to this fee preview. And um, normally like we advise customers to take a look at the real order. So that, you know, the, the column is called fee preview, right? So um, it's, it must not be your real fee, right? Um, with with um, the FBA fee, for example, um, they're just estimating like this, this feature in the seller central, it's just estimating your fee. But um, there's a different algorithm which actually calculates the fee when they ship out an order. And normally it's the same, but sometimes it's not. And um, especially in Europe, for example, there's this thing called um, like a penalty for, for not allowing Amazon to store your products um, in certain locations. So for example, if you're in Germany, uh, then Amazon would kind of advertise uh, this pen EU program to you, which uh, which allows them to to store your products all over Europe. Um, so Amazon kind of dynamically decides where to put your products. Um, if they see you have a lot of sales in France, they will store your products in France. This is a nice, actually a nice algorithm. Or um, like they will put them to Poland and uh, Czech Republic and ship ship from there because it's I guess it's cheaper for them. So um, yeah, this is actually a good thing, uh, but um, uh, it has some implications on your VAT and uh, it adds a lot of bureaucracy and, and actually also costs accounting 
costs. So a lot of sellers don't do that. And if you don't um, allow Amazon to store whatever, wherever they want, um, they, they charge more for, for the FBA fee. And uh, currently it's like 50 cent more uh, in, um, in, in Germany, I believe actually in the rest of the Europe as well, except UK, but now it's, it's a different, different topic. So um, yeah, and they don't show this penalty in this uh, fee preview um, column. So um, this is also a common, common thing. So make sure you actually open a real order in the seller central. And uh, if you've never done this, by the way, um, do it now. So just go to, uh, to the orders um, menu in the seller central, manage orders and find an order which was already shipped. Because if you take a look at an order which wasn't shipped, they will show you a preview uh, of, of the fees or, or no fees at all. So find one which was already sh shipped by Amazon. And then click on the price. And um, I, I believe you need to click on the price again um, in, the, in the view that is shown then. And then they will list actually all the expenses for this specific order. So you will see how much you how much money you collected and how much they charge for the FBA fee, how much they charge for um, for like the commission referral fee. And basically what's the payout for, for this specific order. And, and these are the real numbers, right? So um, yeah, this, this, this would be one thing. Um, and um, I guess another thing is um, you need you need to think about all, all the the other fees, and there are a lot of like hidden fees that that um, you don't see in the seller central when you log in, right? So um, when you open the seller central, it shows you how many items you sold and what's your sales, basically, right? What's what's the total amount of sales today? Um, and for the rest, you need to dig in into the reports and download. Mostly, actually, download the, those reports, and um, and then it's a CSV file and um, you know, you cannot view it in a pretty way in, um, in Excel. So you need to kind of import it and I don't know, tell Excel what's the decimal point separator and stuff like this. And after a couple of um, steps, you're finally able to see your fees. So um, we, when we were like developing the software, we found that there are a lot of fees that um, a lot of sellers don't know about. Like for example, for the inbound transportation, okay, this is the one a lot of sellers generally forget, right? But uh, about, because it's so low, but if you're shipping a lot of boxes, then, um, you know, these numbers add up. But when we're talking about the inbound uh, transportation, there are um, some fees for, for defect items or for um, so-called convenience fee, which Amazon charges if, um, you know, you do a bad job uh, packaging your products or, um, you know, there are things like uh, lighting or weight-based fee, like I guess if a box is too huge, then um, they might charge you more or uh, things like lighting deals, subscription, coupon redemptions, um, you know, removal and disposal fee if you remove your items from FBA. So um, I guess the, uh, the my message here is th think about all costs, right? Um, FBA fee is the largest one um, and make sure you know the real cost, but also these other small fees, they can add up. So um, you need to know that there's a block on all fees that and, and it basically account for it when you're doing your, also your research. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's interesting because um, you, when you were just talking there about the management fee, you know, when, um, if there's any like convenience fees and stuff like that, that's definitely something I always forget about. Like I don't even, <laughs> I don't even think about that mm -hmm. stuff. But you can just imagine, you know, your, your your product gets packaged in the wrong box, for instance, by your supplier, and you're and it's bigger than what they what they expected it to be. Then you'll get charged for that, right? Or if they've put the wrong label on it, then you get charged. But the thing is, you want it to be put into FBA, so they automatically kind of do it without you even knowing, and then you just get the bill at the end. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one to to watch. Um, and then in terms of what do you think about returns? Because we we do get a lot of questions about, you know, because we're FBA sellers, Amazon, you know, mm -hmm. deals with all that stuff. Um, how how would you kind of think about returns? Do we need to do anything about it as sellers? Does mm -hmm. it impact mm -hmm. our costs, that type of stuff? So um, first of all, I think that returns are, um, it's, it's the mostly underestimated ex expense or like profit killer. Um, so um, I think most sellers, really don't um, like underestimate the damage done by returns, right? So um, my advice would be really, you know, try to reduce your return ratio because um, 
there's there's real gold in there. It's like real profit. And let me tell you like how we um, view returns and how we uh, estimate basically the uh, re effect of returns or not estimate, calculate the effect of returns on your bottom line. So um, imagine like um, you have an order, right? And an order, let's say uh, it comes in in January and um, we get a certain amount of money, let's say $20 from the customer, then Amazon subtracts a couple of fees from there, like the FBA fee, the referral fee, and um, we need to subtract the cost of goods, right? And we're left with the profit. Um, so, uh, okay, there are more fees, of course, also the ones that I mentioned, but just for the simplicity, let's imagine um, it's the referral fee, the FBA fee, and your cost of goods, and um, right? So suppose we're left like with six, um, six euro profit. So normally, um, if you see, uh, like you sold one unit or 100 units in the seller central, you're like, okay, I'm, I made profit in that month, right? So suppose like we wait two weeks uh, and we're in February now and the customer sends this item back. Now, what happens is in, in your seller central, you still see you sold 100 units. So they do not subtract um, this unit from, from your numbers. But, but it's now a return, right? So you kind of need to pay the customer back, right? But you still see what you sold. You still see the revenue that you made, although there's a return already. And um, they, normally you wouldn't even look at, at your previous month, right? Because we're watching our numbers this month or we're looking at today. And when you're doing your like profit um, calculation, you want to kind of close. You want to typically do it by month, right? So um, we made some, um, sales in, in January, so we want to estimate our profit for January. Now uh, we're in the next month, so we don't want to go back and correct our numbers for January, right? So now what happens if there's a return? If an item that we sold last month is returned um, this month? By the way, this works the same way if, um, if it all happens um, in, in the same month. But um, like the way we view it is um, the first thing that happens, customer gets reimbursed, so they get the full amount back. And um, Amazon actually doesn't wait for the customer to send the item to Amazon. Um, I, I think they wait like there's a technical delay um, and then the customer gets the full amount back, even if, they, if the item is still uh, like um, in, their, in their apartment, right? And another thing that happens is Amazon charges a refund fee. So um, depending on your category, it, it might be uh, a little bit different, but um, it's, uh, as an example, it might be like 15% on 15%. Like if, if your referral fee is 15% on the price, then 15% on 15% can be the refund fee. So it's a couple of cents, maybe on a $20 product, it's uh, maybe 60 cents. But um, yeah, this is something you pay as a seller. And then um, what happens is Amazon reimburses the referral fee. They're really nice. So if you're like selling, you're paying the referral fee. Uh, to Amazon, if there's a reimbursement, they give it back to you, but they do not uh, reimburse the FBA fee, of course, right? And um, depending on your category, they might even charge you again for the return, right? So uh, basically for the shipping from the customer to Amazon, right? Gotcha. And um, so basically what happens is when you sell, uh, like you get money, then they subtract um, a couple of fees and you're left with your profit. When you uh, When there's a return, um, you kind of go deep in minus. And um, with this return, you kind of cancel out the profit that you previously made, right? So, uh, and if it's another month, um, you, you kind of don't even see this, right? Because we don't correct numbers retrospectively and Amazon doesn't even show or decrease the number of units sold. So what happens is what was your profit um, now is your loss, right? And then there's another loss. There's this FBA fee that you didn't uh, get reimbursed for. And um, there's the, the refund fee. And if you are charged for the shipping from the customer to Amazon, then um, this is your loss. And then there's, of course, the product. So we need to see if the product is sellable. If it's sellable, um, then we're good. Um, by the way, there's also a little risk there. Um, probably you, you know about this. If Amazon like defines a a return which is broken is sellable, um, then they will sell it again, yeah. and uh, the customer might complain, of course, right? But um, okay, let's um, let's forget this for a second. So um, yeah, if they say the product is sellable, what we do in a seller board, what you should do, um, you should kind of add your cost of goods for this product to your bottom line because when you, when we were selling the product, we were, we're, we subtract the cost of goods, 
that's your expense and now you got a product back so uh, we add this add them back but um if the product is not sellable then what will happen of course you lose your cost of goods the product is damaged and is sitting in amazon's warehouse and uh, you need to pay um, storage fee for this product so broken products they like take space in the warehouse so you're getting charged for them and then you'll have to dispose it right and um, and this will cost you money so long story short um if you sum this all up and, and like do an example calculation uh the the, the damage caused by returns it's, it's huge it's like uh, maybe one returned item kills um, one to two sales, right? Uh, so um, what we need to do here is, of course, we need to try to, to minimize um, returns, right? And um, actually, I have, a, I have a tip here how, how to do it. So, um, you know, um, there's a report in the Seller Central. It's called um, re Return Reasons. So if you go to uh, reports and then... Um, uh, FBA reports, fulfillment by Amazon, I believe it's called. Um, you'll you'll see a view where you have a list of reports on the left, uh, and um, there, I believe it's called customer concessions. Yeah. So um, if you um, click on customer concessions, it will show a table with all the returns, and um, these are not refunds. These are really uh, like items that arrive back at the FBA warehouse, and um, it shows you the return reason. So there, there's like, there are like a couple of reasons, uh, predefined reasons where a customer can select one when they um, return an item. And um, this can, basically you can see what, what the reasons are. If it says like damaged product or I don't know, quality is, uh, is too bad, then this might have a meaning for you, but um, they can also leave a comment. And sometimes you can see those comments. So sometimes these reasons, so I go under, um, uh, reports fulfillment by Amazon customer concessions and uh, the column with the return reasons sometimes it's clickable and if you click on it you, you can actually see what the customer wrote as a comment if they left any comment and um, you know sometimes it's just I don't like this product but sometimes it's a it's an actionable advice for you so for example if they write something like uh, the color is is too dark um, this is something you can probably fix by just changing the pictures or like uh, the product is too big or too small. Um, if it's a fashion kind of thing, then um, probably you know you can do it through a better description. If it's just uh, um, some some accessory, I don't know, like 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 this lamp, right? And they and they write, you know, it's too small. <laughs> you know, um, I thought it would be bigger. Um, then you know, make sure you make a a picture where you put this uh, this item in a room um, and and with surrounded by objects where where a person can immediately say you know or understand what's the correct size of this product right so um, then you'll avoid returns and um, for your bottom line like you don't want a customer who will return the the item because um, yeah this is a serious product killer right yeah so in, right. I mean in yeah I mean in terms of um, returns generally I think. That's a, you know, it's a, it's a really good point to make out in terms of because I don't think a lot of people think exactly how much is it costing me, but also, you know, understanding where that report is, if anyone has any problem with any product, because we know what Seller Central is like, right? It's like literally, literally talking to the ether. You might as well just talk to your dog and you'll probably get a better answer sometimes, right? In terms of like, can I understand what's wrong? Like if you get a performance mm -hmm. notification. So um, I think delving into that returns report usually gives us some really cool insight around what potentially might have gone wrong if you have a listing closed mm -hmm. or for whatever reason or suppressed mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, it's a really good point because there's all those kind of like hidden, I call it hidden caves in Amazon, in your Amazon dashboard, right? Which you have no idea what the reports are. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think I think kind of the summary of that is that obviously Sellerboard helps you find all these fees and and lets you be aware of it, right? That's right. So we we find we show those fees and we show the returns. We show we track the return percentage per unit. Uh, we can show you how it changes over time. Because if it like, um, well, like we have a view which is called trends. Um, you have like all your products and and months. Basically, it's a table and 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 a little chart for every product. And you can pick any KPI, and uh, this can be like sales. Of then you will see how your sales develop by by product rate or profit or return the return rate. So um, yeah, this is a good way to see if the return rate is raising for for some products. You might have a quality issue, right? 
Mm-hmm. So if you have like 20 SKUs, how, how are you going to notice that, um, you know, one specific SKU is getting returns too often, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's one thing. And another thing we show is um, basically we show a number of returns per period. So um, if you're looking at the current month, we will show you, okay, you had like 107 returns. So if you click on that number, we'll show you the, the pie chart with re- return reasons. And if there were comments, then you can um, like um, open those uh, and, and read the comments. And um, oftentimes it's, you know, it's eventually if there's something seriously wrong with the product, you'll get a bad review and um, then you'll read the review. But, um, it, you know, at that point, it's almost too late. So um, read the return reasons, right? Because um, sometimes you can spot a problem earlier and, um, and before you get a bad review, right? Yeah. And I think obviously, yeah. you know, obviously there's probably for every one bad review, there's probably five other customers who had the exact same bad experience. They just didn't write a review. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Cool. Did you have any kind of simple things that our listeners can like take on right now? And if they mm-hmm. maybe spend 10 or 30 minutes, they can, you know, catch something or fix something that they weren't aware of. Cause I know you're mentioning in the reports. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of where you yeah. have them to head? Yeah. So um, actually let, let me talk about some um, FBA errors um, and um, how to spot them. And I believe um, you can, I believe you can, um, if you've never done this before, you can um, actually um, get some money from Amazon straight away. So um, one thing is um, the FBA fee um, that I talked about, you know, sometimes it's changing and um, you don't, you don't know that it's uh, it's been changed. And I, I'm not sure exactly why it's changed, but I believe it's because um, Amazon might decide that your product needs a larger box or that your product is larger than it is. Um, and um, but if this happens and, and this gets like noted in, in the system, then they start charging more, right? And... Um, yeah, if you've never checked your FBA fee since, if you kind of launch your product and then never check the FBA fee, then um, I would advise go ahead and uh, either do that what I described in the beginning, open a, a real order and take a look at the fee. You know, um, is it still what you are assuming, right? Um, or um, okay, if you're using our our software, we will we will um, show you a notification actually if the FBA fee ever changes for one of your products and we'll send you an email and we'll say okay this is how it was and this is what it became and you can also download a list of all changes and um, if you find something weird there like uh, by the way I had situations where they decreased the fee and um, of course it's a nice surprise but I also didn't know until I until uh, you know we implemented this report but if you notice that the fee has been increased then um, you know, ask ask the support to what, why and ask them to re-measure your product. So if you're pretty sure that, um, you know, nothing changed with, with your product and ask them to re-measure the product. And you can do it once, um, even if, if you're wrong, you know, they will just do it and um, there will be no downside unless you, of course, ask this 100 times or so, then I'll probably, you know, um, you might run into some problems or they will answer, you know, you're creating too many support tickets, right? But um yeah make make sure that the fba fee is still right and if it's not then um you can ask them to remeasure they will then reimburse you for the last uh, couple of months and then you'll start start paying less uh, as soon as um you know they decrease the fee again because oftentimes it's it's just a mistake you know they're not doing it on purpose but something goes wrong and you start paying more yeah right so that that's the fba fee but um you know there are some other um errors uh and or for example, lost and damaged inventory. Um, if you've never checked um, your seller channel for lost and damaged inventory, then um, I would advise you to do this, even if you're a pretty small seller, like the first time you do it, um, it's the the uh, largest fun ever. Because uh, if you've never done this, chances are you're gonna get money back from Amazon. And the way it works is, so basically um, like Amazon loses or damages products. This is just the nature of, uh, I guess, any stock or fulfillment company, right? Uh, products keep falling on the floor, and um, I don't know, or uh, they lose a box in the in their warehouse, right? So um, normally they have an automated process which um, which is triggered, and then they search for your products, or and they and they either find them, or um, or replace them, or if you're selling like not private label products, but um, like um, I don't know, some 
branded products, brand products, you might get reimbursed by Amazon and you will get a, actually a product, another product, which is the same as yours. Um, or they will just reimburse uh, the money to you, right? Um, and by the way, um, if you don't um, explicitly watch for this, chances are you're not even going to notice it, right? So, um, yeah, this is the normal way, but sometimes something goes wrong and they lose your products and um, you end up without products and with, without inventory and without the reimbursement. And um, yeah, so if you've never explicitly checked for that, um, it's kind of um, hard to, to check it. I can, um, maybe I can record a video how to do it without any tool. Basically there are two reports in the Seller Central and the reports fulfillment by Amazon. One is called reimbursements and one is called inventory adjustments. And um, they have all the information you need. So inventory adjustments shows you when a product was lost or, or damaged. Um, they will basically add a line to this product and show you, okay, this is the item. This is what happened. It was like damaged. And this is what the effect is on your inventory, like minus one, right? And the re reimbursement shows you um, whenever you are reimbursed for, for something. So you need to match those up or um, like you, you use Sellerboard, we do it also. Um, we, we have a report which you can download and basically we match those already and we show you only items where we think you can get a reimbursement. And um, yeah, what you can do then is um, basically you take this SKU and you open a support ticket and ask them to, to check you know, what's wrong. Um, you know, don't, don't write them, you know, please give me my money back, but just uh, <laughs> politely ask them to, to check what's wrong. And sometimes, you know, they will write you, okay, we found it. Or sometimes they will say, okay, no, nothing is wrong. You know, um, I just checked and uh, there's some virtual re um, booking here and uh, you know the numbers match but there's just no way for you to see that they match in the seller central and sometimes they will say okay you're right the items were lost and you didn't get reimbursed so um, i triggered a reimbursement for you and we had customers that are like okay depends on on your size of course but we had customers who were writing us okay just got a four-digit uh, number back from amazon just just by opening one ticket so um that's awesome. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. If, you, if you've never done it before, yeah, it's like a mm. little, um, you know, it's a bit like getting a tax return back, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's right. Because you they, pay too much. They always look at like eighteen months. So um, the, the way they do it, basically, they look what did they lose in the last eighteen months and what did they find, and um, and they don't care if they like found more than they lost. It might theoretically happen because uh, they look only at 18 months not at what was before um yeah but they just uh, verify the numbers and if, the, if there's a mismatch then you'll get a reimbursed but of course if you're doing this every month then um you will only you'll only get reimbursed for the last month because like first time you you get reimbursed for 18 months of losses and damaged products and then then it's only like uh, last month or when how however often you're yeah. doing this right but yeah, I would recommend it. Like if you're a busy person and do it once and then uh, forget about it and do it like again in 18 months. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting um, a bonus. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it's pure profit, right? Um, and um, the only thing is if you find a lot of um, missing items there, we always advise um, sellers to open the tickets one by one because Amazon doesn't like it when you open a lot of... Um, those tickets, because they have a lot of work with them, they need to check the inventory and so on. And if you open like 100, 100 of them uh, or use some software which opens them automatically, you know, uh, just uh, be careful, don't open too many. Because sometimes you'll get an email from them, okay, you opened too many and, um, you know, please make sure you check your, um, you know, inventory, reconcile your inventory thoroughly before opening a ticket and, right. But um, if you go one by one, then, um, you know, uh, it should be okay. Awesome. So just with them, um, in terms of Sellerboard itself, obviously there are other kind of services out there that might do this for you or they might, you know, but they do charge you a fee, right? So they charge you, mm -hmm. you know, a percentage of what you get back. So with Sellerboard, mm -hmm. what you're saying is as part of your service or part of your software, mm -hmm. they will, you will actually match those reports so that basically we could do it ourselves, right? And we just go in That's there right. and do it. it's just part of your mm -hmm. monthly subscription. Yeah. That's correct. So if you have a, it's included in all plans and you can download this report it uh, it shows you all your SKUs and um and then columns 
how many items were lost, damaged, reimbursed, uh, found, uh, and whether something is missing. And um, we don't charge a, a success fee or something because, um, yeah, I believe, um, you know, sometimes you need to write back and forth with Amazon. Uh, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes, you know, they will ask an additional question. And um, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's just included. So uh, guys, uh, if we're happy if you get, get a lot of money back uh, using this report um, and we don't want any cut. Now that's awesome because I think a lot of people are daunted by this because it's not necessarily just the raising of the tickets, but it's understanding what you can actually claim and what you can't claim. So that's awesome that you guys actually mm -hmm. match that up. So before we let you go, um, maybe just give us a quick rundown of, you know, what what we can expect if we go to Sellerboard, you know, what kind of stuff can we track on a monthly mm -hmm. basis, daily basis? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe just give mm -hmm. us a quick round robin and then... Um, so people can understand how to contact you and how to use the software. Yeah. Sure. So um, it's a sellerboard.com. Um, our main tool is the, and by, by the way, uh, the pricing starts at $19 a month. And um, if you have less than 3000 orders, so if you're selling less than 100 orders per day, uh, then it's $19. If, if it's more than um, it's like 29 and there are some larger packages as well. And um, yeah, we're like, a, a, our focus is the profit, profit and loss um, or profit analytics, right? So um, the main function is basically a profit dashboard. You uh, connect your seller central. Uh, we pull all the costs. What you need to do uh, is enter your cost of goods. Uh, we can also enter them by, by batch or by period of time because cost of goods are changing over time, right? This was, by the way, also one of my problems at the beginning because every batch that you order, potentially you pay um, more for shipping or less for shipping. So um, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to track this. So we can um, we can track um, the, the cost of goods by by batch or or by just period of time, or you can just enter one number and then it's a constant number. So if you do that, then you're gonna see your profit figures for today, this month, last month. Um, you can view them. Um, in a table form or as a chart or as a trend chart. Um, you can um, see your profit by product, uh, see your ads by product, um, drill down into every product and basically into every fee for every product for any selected period of time. So um, yeah, we kind of put a lot of effort in this profit uh, analytics because uh, we're, we're about profit analytics, right? But um, yeah, we also have some other modules, which, which you kind of get as a bonus. So uh, one is inventory management. So um, you can enter um, basically your manufacturing time and your shipping time from China to wherever you're selling. And if you have a prep center, then, um, you know, um, the shipping time from the prep center to Amazon. And um, seller board will tell you when it's time to reorder a product and how much based on your... Um, sales velocity basically, right? And based on your uh, on your stock level and on the number of items that you have in, um, have you ordered that are uh, like shipped at the moment, they're on, on the boat. So you can kind of enter all those uh, things and uh, we, will, we will remind you when it's time to reorder. Um, but another thing um, is um, the, the autoresponder, which, which sends emails. So we can write, send like um, a review request. And by the way, we have a new, cool new feature. It's, the automation of this request review button. So you can basically decide whether you want to use your custom text as a follow-up email, or um, you use Amazon's standard template. Um, you know, they added this request review button um, a couple of months ago, I believe. And um, now there's a way for, for tool providers to automate it through, through, through an official API. So um, it's called the Selling Partner API. This is kind of their like new API. So yeah, we can basically trigger those requests for you in the background and there's no need for a Chrome plugin or uh, you know some virtual assistant who clicks on those buttons. Um, you just select a product and you define when um, we should trigger this uh, review and um, review request. And um, you can also filter some, some things like FBM, FBA, a repeat customer and stuff like this. Yeah, so, uh, and this is also included. Then we have a PPC um, management module where you, which basically um, automates your bids. Um, so um, the idea is 
if your campaign is profitable, um, then um, you know we can increase your bids uh, to basically to match your target acres or your target profitability. And if you if we see okay um, a keyword or campaign or actually if every individual keyword is not profitable or doesn't meet your goals, we can decrease bids. This way, the keyword becomes more profitable, and um, you can kind of use it to meet your target acres for for your campaigns. Um, then we have this money back module, which um, looks for for FBA errors and gives you the report, so you, you can open tickets. Um, what else have we got? Okay, we're working on eBay and Shopify. So if you are selling on eBay and Shopify as well, because um, a lot of sellers expand to Shopify or eBay, we can track your profit. This is in beta at the moment. And um, we can even ship your eBay orders through Amazon FBA. So, um, you know, you can use Amazon as a fulfillment uh, provider, right? So you just store products in their warehouse and you create a, a multi-channel fulfillment order, it's called give them an address and then they will send it for you, right? Um, so if you're selling on eBay or on, in your Shopify on your on your own website, um, you can um, have seller board create those orders for every incoming order, right? Um, so you kind of automate it. it, it you, you can sell a little bit on eBay. It's not gonna like double your revenue, but um, we kind of try to make it easy for you to sell on eBay, right? So um, if you, sell additional 10%, um, you know, it, it won't cost you too much time because uh, Sellerboard automates this. And um, probably I forgot something, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that should so be the it, most important. Basically, we can go to sellerboard.com and we can go and have a look on your, um, on the, the site there just to kind of see everything that you get with the tool, which would be awesome. I know you guys have priced very competitively, so I would definitely recommend people going, you know, Vladdy just ran through there, just some of the stuff. Um, so I would definitely recommend going and checking it out because it is priced very competitively, I think, to a lot of other tools that do similar things, which is awesome. So obviously, thanks a lot, Vladdy, for everything, all the insights that you've got and, and letting us know kind of how Sellerboard can actually help, you know, create those solutions for the profit killers in, in the Amazon business and essentially what to do about them. So guys, if you like what you heard today, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. Also to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful Amazon business to fuel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.